Climb aboard the struggle bus. You've got problems just like us. Climb aboard the struggle bus. Let Kate and Sally help you. Welcome to the struggle bus with Kate and Sally. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. And uh, yeah, we're riding the bus. We're here to help fix your lives or at least make it a little bit easier. Hell yeah, we can fix some lives. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, we had uh, some great uh, questions coming in. We have a wonderful one this week. Really jazzed to get to it. But uh, Sally, how was how was your week? We haven't seen each other in a while. It's been a little while. Uh, let's see. I had an amazing weekend. Um, I was taken on a, a surprise date. <gasps> Right? Was there an occasion? No, it was just for funsies. The oh. occasion is just like, why not? Um, that is the best. No one's ever surprised me before, um, except for like breaking up with me. I didn't expect it. <laughs> so it was amazing. And so it was a good surprise. It was, this was a good it? surprise. So I'm obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. as I might have mentioned 50 times. Yes. And one of the... But actually, why, why do you like it so much? I, I was wondering. Oh, God. I don't... That's like... Saying, describe what color looks like. Um, it's 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 entertaining and fun, and just in terms of fashion and creativity and art and music and dance and culture and all that amazing stuff. And then there's a lot of interesting socio political stuff going on. Hmm. Um, it's it's just incredible on a number of levels. Awesome. Um, and then it has like a bearable amount of reality TV sort of like what's the word like shallowness Mm -hmm. that sort of sort of keeps you entertained Mm. um anyway one of the contestants from season four three or four four was performing live Shangela awesome um Wait, no, wait, season three. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Anyway, it was amazing. So I saw her live show. The highlight being that she came out to the audience to sing and put her hand on my shoulder. Um, life-changing. I love so, that. yeah. So my life is perfect now. And yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, that's all I needed. It's all I need. Sometimes you just need to be, like, touched by... When, when Liam Gallagher and I met... Uh, <laughs> no big deal, but uh, I, I spoke about <laughs> it on a different podcast. Um, and he put his arm around me. I was like, well, we're done here. I, I can die now, right? Like, there's like, no need to absolutely. do anything. No. Well, that sounds nice. Um, it was an amazing surprise, but enough about me. Mm. What's oh, new with you? Goodness. Well, let's see. I had a really funny experience, actually. So I was uh, hanging out with a, a gentleman caller. Uh, I, 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 somebody I like very much, these. Go on. And uh, we saw Shakespeare in the Park. Not the one in Central Park, but the one in Carroll Park in my neighborhood. But it's uh, actually funded by a really great organization. So they were all Broadway actors. They were amazing. It was free. It was so cute watching little kids get into Shakespeare and they were wrapped like with attention. Like they just, they loved it because the acting was so good. You couldn't not, even if you didn't understand what was going on, it was just like, they were great to watch. But I did not know this, but there was a guy who was in the band and he is an ex-boyfriend of a friend of mine. And when they were together, he was very emotionally abusive to Ooh. her to the point where it was, we did an intervention and, uh, she ended up leaving him because it was, it was horrible. And he found out that we were the reason for the intervention. And I've not seen him since, except for the one time we were in a show together and that same girl's ex-boyfriend saw him. And this guy is a, the nicest person ever and is not physical with anyone, but punched the guy in the face and then ran out of our show. That's Whoa. a whole other story. So the point is the abusive guy whose career is actually doing really well. I'm very jealous. He's been on Broadway. He's amazing. He's very talented. 
just got some emotional problems, but he was in the band and we awkwardly made eye contact when I sat down in the front row and I was like, and I turned to my date and I was like, should I? Because I had mentioned, I was like, oh, I know that guy, but he did this thing. I was like, should I say hi to him? He's like, probably not. Probably just go ahead and skip that reunion. <laughs> yeah. There was no need to be like, hey, remember the time I totally made your friend? Um, yeah, we also introduced her to her now husband. So Okay. Uh, yeah, because so I'm a good I'm a giver. Uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, he did a great job and he's very talented. I just thought it was the right thing to do at that moment to be like, you know what? He probably doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, skip skip that whole thing. Yeah. So you saw Shakespeare. I, I talked about RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. So I think we know who's highbrow, cul- who's middlebrow here. We've had some cultured cultured times. I'm, I, I would say that they both. You know, Shakespeare wrote for the groundlings. Like he wrote for the people. Like he True. was forced to write True. for the royalty. They paid him, but what he ended up writing was mostly for the people that are like us. Confession: I've never understood any Shakespeare. I have to get the books that have on the facing page the, the translation that's like <laughs> not even just in like casual it's like in slang it's like it's like in like oh, i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you i uh, i really i've seen this show before it's much to do about nothing uh which i like to call like why call it anything then um but <laughs> i do know the storyline and the acting was spectacular I could not pay attention because all I wanted to do was make out with this guy. That's why you can never go to anything that requires that much attention. engagement. Yeah, with we someone. left halfway through, not because the show sucked, but because we were like, we can't sit here anymore. Yeah, Let's no, go back to my exactly. Place. That's a good decision. Yeah, I um, I'm not bragging here. I'm just saying it was a lovely evening. No, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I. Uh, uh, did you go see Sleep No More? I don't even know if it's still. I did. I, I I spent the entire time pretending I was understanding what was happening because mm. at Macbeth, I guess is I, that I did not like Sleep No More, and I'll explain to you why. I actually do not like site specific theater because um, when I go to a show, I want to sit and watch it. I don't want to have to run after people and get pushed by people to watch a scene that I can barely see because there's too many people there on ecstasy. No big deal. I had a horrible experience, and then when I left. All my friends were like, oh, did you see like the birthing scene? Did you see the naked scene? And I was like, no, I spent half the show wandering a hallway that I wasn't even allowed to be in, as it turns out, as I was told later, like, this is the fire exit. You were accidentally backstage or something. Yeah, exactly. So I ended up in the bar area of Sleep No More, and my best friend met me there, and she took, you have to wear a mask in this show, by the way. She took off her mask. She's like, oh, Catherine. I was like, I know, right? And she's like, "I, I can't pretend to like this show. And it's a really great show, I guess. But not for me. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, my two things were like right before the show that, you know, there's a bar. It starts in the bar. Yes. And I bought a cocktail for like, it was set like $19 or something like that. And then four seconds later, the show started and I had to forfeit my cocktail. So I was like irate. (laughs) <laughs> I, I felt like they owed me $19. Priorities. But, priorities. But then the other thing was that uh, after the person I was with at the time, my girlfriend at the time, we left. And she she goes, oh, did you see that amazing orgy scene? Again, I, I missed it. No, see the, didn't see I anything. Didn't, I was following around some pale, yeah. creepy person for hours, missed the orgy. I, had, I, I think I, I followed the most boring storyline. So that was... <laughs> Poor, poor me, poor us, seeing poor us. shows and then not Seriously. getting them. But that's okay. But anything tough happened this week? Anything that you, you're struggle busting on? I'm one of those people who's always on the str- I can always find something to be super neurotic or worried about. Mm. Um, but maybe not anything. I feel like it'll either be way too serious or way too boring to talk mm. about. So when I yeah. have something sort of like middling struggle bus, I'll 
I'll bring it to you. I had one of those uh, weird uh, therapist experiences where uh, when you realize your therapist is always right. And you know, when you say like, oh, I'm so upset and I don't know why and there's no reason. I was having a really weird day today. I was having a great day, but then it got weird. And then all of a sudden I got very, very sad as I was looking at a calendar. And it occurred to me, today's my dad's birthday. Mm. And my dad and I are estranged. Uh, as in he disowned me as in like you know when it's like surprise bad surprise i don't love you anymore Ooh. that's quite literally how it went down but he's also not well in the head so i'm years of therapy understanding that so uh, i uh, i had a nice little cry today just because i was like i'm just sad about how that happened and was so- it one of those cries where after you feel that was cathartic i feel better or was it a cry where it makes you realize everything's terrible mm, a little bit of both well common column a column b yeah a little a little of both yeah but i say should we get to our first question yeah let's do it yeah because we're, we're we're nearing that time let's do it and by the way if you have anything questions or anything you want to send us it's strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at strugglebuspod on any topic so at all life love money career yeah Oh, I, I mean, I, I can give terrible advice about money, but anything else I feel I could probably... I, I feel like I can actually give good advice about money because I worked with uh, financial people for quite some okay. time. They taught me what not to do. I mean, I still do you all still do. the wrong things. Actually, yeah, now that you mention that, I, <laughs> I can give do as I say, not as I do oh, advice time. about money. Pretty yeah. much about everything. Actually. About everything, yeah. yeah. Everything I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing it in my real life. Yeah, I'm right there with you on everything. Yeah. yeah, so this is from Sebastian, and he said we could use his name. So by the way, let us know if you want us to use your name or not. And sadly, we do like to read the question sure thing all right so the question is when you're the one person in your group without any money and your friends plan something like a trip that you can't afford is it okay to ask them to pay your share so that you can join them and if so what can you do or offer in return this is so tough because some of my friends have money and some of my friends don't and i think we should add we also got an email before this that i don't think he wants us to read with a little bit more information Mm -hmm. but the trip he's talking about changed his life and one was one of the best experiences he ever had and that was a positive thing absolutely so uh i don't know do you want to field the first part or uh what are your initial thoughts on this i mean my initial thing is i tend to decide whether or not i'm going to do something based on how much i want to do it not Mm. on if i can afford it or if it's practically a good idea to do especially if it's something that is a transformative life-changing event that's going to mean a lot to me. Um, and we should say Sebastian also mentions that there is no option for him to pay for it himself. It's mm. either he asks someone to pick up his tab or he doesn't go. Right. Um, and I mean, I sort of think that it depends a little bit on your relationship with your friends or, you know, whoever, your parents or whoever it is in your life that can afford to part with the money and might be willing to help you out but i i think something like this is too important to not try yeah but then again like um asking your friends for money or for them to pay for you like that's that's tough like i don't know this person's friends but if i were his friend right and i saw my friend going through a rough time and i was like i think this person should benefit traveling with me and this actually happened once i was going to miami on a solo trip i was having some tough times with my then boyfriend and i was like i'm I'm having a girl trip by myself and my best friend was having a really tough time with her breakup and i was in a financial position where i could let her stay at my hotel for free and i said why don't you just come out with me i'll pay for everything and don't ever pay me back and this is just like a birthday present in advance and it ended up helping her a lot 
But I don't know if his friends feel comfortable doing that. So I think if it's an okay thing to do, but is it okay to ask for is the question. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I see your point. I mean, my thing is that I don't know if, I guess, I I feel like you can ask anyone for anything and then the other person can say yes or no. You know what I mean? It's like, it's mutual. It's like a, you know, you can ask anything, but also it's okay for the other person to answer however they want. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? But does that, is that going to ruin a friendship is the question, well, you know? I, I feel like it's the kind of thing that you can ask, you know, if I were asking this question, I would probably have a long preamble and explain how awkward the situation was and I'm so uncomfortable and please know that you can say whatever you say is not going to ruin our friendship and so on. I don't think I'd be able to come out and just ask it, but so, I, I, I feel like everyone should be able to ask something knowing that they might hear a yes, they might hear a no. So I have an idea, Sebastian. Uh, you might want to try this. Sit down with your friends or group of friends or whichever one has the most money <laughs> and say, you know what? I would love to go on this trip and I really cannot afford it right now and I don't think I could even pay a person back. Um, I feel that if I could go on this trip and maybe help out in any way or do chores or like errands, like, or whatever, uh, I would be really happy to do that. But unfortunately I cannot go on this trip because of money and then see if the friend offers. Hmm. But the only thing I don't like about that is then you're putting, if someone did that with me, I would, I guess I would prefer that someone just ask me straight out. Mm, You know what I mean? Rather than make it my job to figure out what they were asking. I mean, I, I guess... You know, if it's a group of people, you could see if they'll amongst each other help you out. And in terms of like part of the question was, what can you offer to do in return? Which I think gets a little awkward. I mean, because I can think of things you could offer to do, like you could offer to take care of some logistics or Mm -hmm. I don't know. um, I know from Sebastian's other email that he does have spending money. So maybe it's like I take a set of dinner one night or whatever. But then I then think there's like an awkward dynamic where you have a person who's getting everything paid for but then also sort of like working for you so yeah i I don't know yeah and then that's a weird dynamic it's like sebastian the dishes right (laughs) (laughs) chimney's not going to sweep itself yeah exactly exactly and then you're like the the manservant um but it's a really complicated question and also goes back to in general like when you have dinner with friends and a friend recommends a restaurant for a birthday that you can't afford yeah but you know you're going to do a group paying the tab in my experience and this actually did happen recently i just knew i couldn't afford it it was a trip and it was uh, to a house and they were like you know it's 500 a person but you get this and i was like this would be great but i just can't afford it but i didn't tell them that instead i just said i can't make it mm. so because i either i could not ask anyone for money i'm terrible with that i know personally. well it's hard i mean it's really hard i now i'm now i'm having a moment of clarity about Good. this whole thing Let's do it. my thing is sebastian i think that um, it's totally cool to say, I really want to go on this. I want to spend the time with you guys. This trip is amazing. Unfortunately, I can't afford it. I would love to ask if you can foot the bill and I can figure out a way to pay you back or, or, well, you said you can't pay back, but you know, help out in some way. And if you can, I totally understand. It's just like kind of like yeah, lay it all out there, forward. you know, wow. the, the truth, Sally, what what, just like novel concept, just like, I know, honesty, <laughs> I often say dishonesty is the second best policy, mm. but I feel like in this case, you can just go like honest all the way. And the, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is they say no dice, we can't afford it or we don't want to or whatever. And that sucks. And you can't go on the trip, but you know, you ask and you put yourself out there and you're not, you know, sitting there trying to 
you know, figure out a way to deal with it. Sally, I think that is an excellent answer. And I'd also like to say on a side note, and I can talk from personal experience about something that happened to me recently. As you know, I had a really rough beginning of the year. There was mm-hmm. this weird breakup, but then I got a kidney infection. I was in the hospital. I couldn't work for a while. I couldn't audition. Yeah. And it talk was, about the struggle bus. Yeah, that was, it was the, the toughest time. But I got the opportunity to go to England for a work slash pleasure experience. And I happened to not be in credit card debt and in a position where I could say, screw it, I might just do this. That trip did change my life. And I went and I charged it. And I will owe, and I do owe, (laughs) money to Visa or Chase or whatever it is. Um, But there is something to be said for doing something that is maybe not the most rational, I'm using air quotes thing, but that if you know it's going to be transformative and help you out, it is kind of worth it. So there is an aspect of that, that if people are considering taking a trip, but they're like, oh, but it's not reasonable and I can't afford it, maybe rethink life is short and there are certain things that are really more important Mm -hmm. than you know, how much money you have in your bank account. For sure. I mean, I think that if I were, if I had the choice between making a, com- a completely ill-advised financial decision by charging something on my credit card mm-hmm. versus asking someone to give me the money, I would definitely go, and I have for sure, mm. charge something and then been in debt because I would rather do that than, you know, burden a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think when it's something that is a life-changing thing, it's too important to not do kind of by any means necessary, yeah. maybe. I know people who are way too hard on themselves and they're like, it's just not reasonable. It's just not this or rational. And it's like, how happy, how happy you're going to be in 10 years from now when you made the choice to not be in $2,000 debt for a few months, or you're going to this amazing trip that had, you know, benefits in the end for making better choices. And it's funny because I think, you know, life always gets back. I went on this trip and right when I got back, I got a new job. Nice. That paid a ton of money. So it's like something weird happened where yeah, I got this yeah. confidence and then I was like, oh, and it kind of, you know, I don't know. So be good to yourself. Yeah. Do so Sebastian, it. I hope it works out. Would you let us know? Yes. Keep us posted, Sebastian. Let us know if you go. And also if listeners have any uh, oh, yeah. suggestions, I, I, I'm curious to see what people think. Yeah. I feel like this is a, some people feel it's never okay to ask to borrow money or ask to be given money. And some people feel like it's no big deal. I, I It's one of those mm. I, I feel like people have an orientation around it the way they yeah. do around politics, you know, or, yeah. you know, I've actually been in a position once where I gave somebody money and I said, this isn't a loan. I don't want you to pay me back. You need this for this thing that you, you know, need. And that's all it is. So it's, there's no, I'm not ownership of you, but yeah. they needed money for medicine. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And they didn't have insurance. And I was like, you need amoxicillin or you're going to die. Yeah. So you're $70. That's and a good thing you just did. Whatever. And uh, we're still friends. And that person's alive. Yeah. So everybody they're, wins. And they're alive. And you know what? Years later, she actually bought me a beer. So I was like, all right, we're done cool. and <laughs> done. done. I hope it was a microbrew. <laughs> it's probably Coors Light, but don't, don't judge me people. Silver bullet bullet does not slow me down. Um, so Sally, you actually had a question that you I want do. or a I have situation. A okay, great. So. I have a, a situ question, a <laughs> question. Um, by the way, I just want the listeners to know one quick thing and, uh, maybe we can sell these or give them out maybe to some people. Uh, I did promise you that I'd make you a bracelet that says hashtag too blessed to be stressed. And uh, what happened when you walked into my apartment today? I, well, I'll just cut to the exclamation point. Around my wrist is a bracelet <laughs> that says hashtag too blessed to be stressed, but it also says hashtag Kate and Sally, which yeah. is everything. So this is never coming off my wrist. Mm. I will sleep in it. I will die in it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I hope it's not the cause of your death. No, I don't want to be the cause. <laughs> I, I also hope I don't die soon. But yeah. um, no, it's amazing. And I, uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Awesome. Again, something I really shouldn't have spent money on. But like, who cares? Do you, you know what I mean? Y- like, yeah. Like, it, it's little things like this that you'll remember forever. Forever. Let me tell you something. The amount of money I spent on sneakers when I was in London is embarrassing. That's one. Two, I'm also someone who had customized Shrampton keychains made. What? I would give you one except I get, they like they went like hotcakes. Oh my god. But I'm someone who's going to spend like 30 bucks on a customized Shrampton. I mean it's Yeah. I got to take it If it makes much. my friend laugh and happy, it was right? money well spent. Money well spent, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm into the bracelet. Um okay, so here's my situation. All right. So I was out in Brooklyn at a restaurant full of younger people. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. When you say like 20s? I would or? say I would say like early to mid 20s. Okay. And it was super lively. And so okay, I was with my girlfriend and my cousin and her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we were having, you know, it was like dinner, double date situation. But, you know, the restaurant's also a bar. It's kind of rowdy. There are people around. And basically there were a couple of dudes in the party there was a there was a group of people hanging out right behind our table and one of the dudes i was just sort of observing over the course of the night be like incredibly obnoxious and domineering to the people in his group he was mm. really big like really tall mm. and um and i just like sort of noted that there was this tool in my general <laughs> in my orbit i always like to know tool when there are tools in, in my, my orbit. general yeah exactly so at one point he came over and he was like i mean i he seemed kind of drunk, pretty wasted. And he, he comes over and he kind of leaned on the table and he started talking about, I think one of the dishes we had ordered and how it was really good or something. It was just very aggressive in your space, whatever. And also, this isn't a bar. This is a restaurant. It's, it's not, a, not saying that it's okay either way, but yeah. a restaurant's a different... Yeah, like we're seated. We're definitely having a meal. Yeah. So that happened. And then there was another dude in their group who was kind of bothering someone in our group and just sort of... Be, just the, kind of this like nothing nothing dangerous or unsafe but just sort of this like general aggressive like approaching yeah in your space yeah it's dinner it's dinner yeah and my thing is just how do you you know i feel like this is a thing that i'm up against a lot which is being out in public and especially men sorry dudes being not being aware that they actually aren't allowed to take up any space they want by Mm -hmm. like being in your face or talking to you closely or um without stop you you know like there's this thing of like i'm here i'm ready to engage with you talk to me now and i just i don't know how to how to handle that in a way that you know because they're part of it is that you don't want to ruin your night and then Mm. part of it is that I don't know. I also wonder, like, am I being an asshole? Like, can I just be a nice person and, and engage this idiot? No. So I have so many things to say about that. First of all, and not that it, I mean, it makes a slight difference, but a bar culture situation, it's not unheard of for someone to come up to your group of friends and start talking, right? And you can always say, please go away. A restaurant? 
I'm sorry. You're eating <laughs> dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're paying money to have this experience with food and, and you're clearly, you're not looking around the room looking for someone to come up to you. Um, but I understand you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if you say something, right? Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't have to be your job to do that. But unfortunately, sometimes it is. Um, in, you know, like you say, read the room. In the best case scenario, you can say, hey, thanks for coming over. But you know what? I'm having a really nice time with my friends right now. And we really would rather just talk to each other. I've done that before. And then I've been called a dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. Um, <laughs> so that's the first thing I would try is just to be honest and just say, hey, listen, um, we're, we're, we're having a dinner by ourselves. And we'd rather not talk to you. But the thing I want to say mm. is I want to say... I know you were socialized to think that all space <laughs> in in all dimensions, real and invented, right. is yours to invade and dominate. But actually, that's not the case. Oh, I mean, that of course is what I would love to say. To but these why people. can't? But can I? Why can't I say that? I mean, I get why I can't. But also, why can he do that? Mm. So uh, when I bartend uh, and when I learned how to bartend, I was always taught if someone's drunk don't make speeches or monologues, they're never going to remember it. Mm-hmm. It feels good for you, but it's not going to make a lick of difference. Mm. So yeah, you know what? If you were to said that to him, props on you. And he probably would have been like, dumb bitch. But <laughs> he wouldn't have taken it in that's as true. an actual lesson. Yeah, you know what point. I mean? Um, the other thing I wanted to say is if you ever did feel in danger or he did say, dumb bitch, always, and this is someone working in the service industry, always go to the manager always go to the bartender and say, I'm having a problem with this customer because I've watched things escalate out of my control when I'm bartending. And I feel that that's not the right thing to do. I think that they, people need to come up to me and say, this person's mm. bothering yeah, me yeah. because the last thing you want then is a fight or something horrible on your watch. And I'm responsible for this. Yeah. So if it were to have gotten to the point where he just wouldn't stop, do not hesitate to go to the manager. That's their job. Yeah, true. To make sure you're having a good dining experience. And best case scenario, you get a free dessert. True. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> you know? It's a win-win. I mean, I feel But yeah, like- I do want to go up to them and say, it is not okay for you to just invade our space. Yeah. Please leave us alone. Um, but, but did he finally go away? Yeah, he sort of like stu- stumbled away and kind <laughs> of stumbled back. It's, oh, I know what I was going to say. My main takeaway was that there are some places that you just can't go because the clientele is insufferable. And I felt like this place was overrun with young, rowdy, obnoxious people. Yeah. And I mean, I know like being a total tool does not discriminate. I know I could be like anywhere among any age group or whatever. But there was something about this demo in this rapidly gentrifying Brooklyn neighborhood Mm -hmm. where I was like, mental note, this is not a place I'm ever going to come. Just... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, just to add on that, again, being in the service industry, um, Yelp reviews are the worst, so don't bother doing that. Go up to the manager and say, hey, we really had a nice time here except for this. Just so you know, some of your clientele is a little rowdy. Just so you, We probably won't be coming back unless – but I want to let you know that's why we're not coming back. And then they might do something about it. The, but I think – And I again, like that's – Free dessert. No, that's, <laughs> no, but it feels like you can't go up to like the manager at Forever 21 and be like, you know, I really don't like – the people who shop here, they're too young. Oh, Beca- I, ha- I have. <laughs> no, I've not done that at all. <laughs> I don't that- even walk in there because I have a panic attack. I order online. That's the thing. No, but so, you know, the, I think that's who this bar is, you know, that's their, their, their clientele. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay. I see what you're saying. But it is not okay for anyone to come up to you while you're eating dinner. I don't care if you're at McDonald's. True. I don't care where you are. You don't go over to someone's table. So 
Sorry. That that is not something that happens that often. Though. Even like best case scenario where it's not a double date of a bunch of women on dates with women. Right. It's still not you still can't assume that we're all like psyched to talk oh, to you. Oh, but wait, here's the best part. If there had been men there, he wouldn't have gone up to your no table. No fucking way. Yeah. If it had been a double date with another dude, he'd be like, oh, I'll respect that. That's the other thing that pisses me off. It's like, oh, a bunch of chicks. Clearly they have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I mean, really, what? About like making 70 cents the, the dollar? Yeah. I don't know what they could possibly... They need me to save them. Yeah. But there should be like a superhero name for that guy. Like a super convo starter, or so he thinks in his head. Because yeah. that's what he—that's what he thinks. He's yeah, like, oh, he, yeah. He he was totally. I, I think he thought he was like definitely being like super charming and funny and like connecting in a big way. Yeah, yeah. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any ideas, listeners, of what uh, Sally should have, could have, would have done, uh, I, I think he did the right thing and didn't let make it escalate. Clearly, he was drunk too. But yeah, you're right. People should not do that. Mm-hmm. And that's and I think it is because you were with a group of women. I just want to, I want the, the perfect response where you get to be sort of a wise ass, sort of aggressive, they totally fuck off, but also it doesn't become like a thing. Yeah. It, that's like a pretty hard balance to strike. Yeah. Is, is that, that, that saying, uh, this is an A and B conversation and you're- See your way out. See your way out. Oh, that's amazing. I mean that's so dorky. But I haven't like, said that in years, and be it's amazing. No, just... it's <laughs> there. Uh, please, no one respond to my question because Catherine's just answered it. That's Perfect. amazing. Perfect. I mean, it's it's immature, but you know, no, it's everything. I'm totally gonna say. That. I've told this story before, and I'll keep it brief because we're almost out of time. But um, uh, I was uh, walking down the street, and a construction worker, and I'm, I'm used to getting you know spoken to on the street because that's what happens all the time, and it's annoying, and I have different responses, and I always usually say something back unless I feel like it was dangerous but he asked me to take out my earbuds and he was like take out like he made the motion and i was like oh maybe because there's a construction site i can't walk here because it's dangerous and he Mm -hmm. wants to let me know that so i took up my earbuds and i was like what's the problem and he goes oh i just wanted to say hi so immediately i was like oh that's that's so great because no one's talked to me all day and i have had the worst (laughs) diarrhea and I have been going from place to place, and I keep going on, and he's staring at me with disbelief and disgust. They don't want to think Amazing. about women having diarrhea. Um, and he goes, excuse me, miss, uh, I'm trying to work. <gasps> and I said, oh, really? Well, if you're trying to work, then why did you make me take my fucking earbuds off, you fucking asshole? And he was like, oh, I see what you did there, clever <laughs> bitch, feminist. And I, again, oh my God. But I was like, that was my way of handling it is like, do it back 10 times worse. Oh, you want to talk to me? Let's talk did about... Did you have the diarrhea story like ready to go? Or is that like off the dome? It was off the dome. I was like, what's, what's the most... I was ready for it. I was like, I... I want to discuss this guy. I want to be overly weird. I want him to know. You stop a woman on the street, you never know who you're going to stop. I could have been legit crazy. You're heroic. Well, it was a good day. But don't do it if you don't feel safe. By yeah, way. true. Um, so we used to like to end with a, a, an inspirational song for people who are busting it. First of all, uh, again, email us, strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com with your questions. Or tweet at strugglebuspodcast. Pod. At strugglebuspod. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's a song. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a song for all seasons. It came in really handy to me, not right after a breakup, but sort of six months after a breakup when I went from heartbroken to liberated. Hmm. Um, it's Icon of Pops. I love it. I love that song. It's amazing. It's also an ama- It's basically any 
anytime you you're feeling like a badass or like you've conquered something in life you can play it 150 times in a row i mm-hmm. feel i feel like it's not cool to say it because it was this was when i was like cool a couple years ago and like everyone's over it no it's always okay it's triumphant mm-hmm. listen to it right now and then repeatedly well we're gonna do that we're gonna play it so awesome. thanks for listening i'm uh, i'm kate i'm sally and thank you for listening to the struggle bus bye guys I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone I crashed my car into the bridge, I watched, I let it burn I threw your shit into a bag and pushed it down the stairs I crashed my car into the bridge, I don't care I love it, I don't care I got this feeling on the summer day when you were gone I crashed my car into the bridge, I watched, I let it burn You're from the 70s, but I'm a